0: Now, once again, here's Mark.
1: Welcome back, everybody, four minutes after
2: the hour of 11 o'clock. If you'd like to join us, the lines are open right now. Cecil's first, but everybody else can be second, third, fourth, and fifth if you call 602-508-0960. Now, Kurt Rock is sitting here with me. He's from Kurt's Automotive at I-17 in Bell. And right now, this is what we got in the hopper. We got PJ out on the freeway. (laughs) PJ's got a problem. We got Eric and Jeff at your shop sleeping yeah okay, so we sent p j over to your shop, and we 're challenging Eric and Jeff to first of all wake up yeah, second of all, put wipe down the coffee, put down the coffee, put down the magazines, whatever you 're doing, and to diagnose pj 's car and call us with the diagnosis. that would work. If they can. <laughs> you know what? They're probably not going to be able to do this. You're yeah. probably going to have to go down there and help. Them.
3: Well, I'll be there in a little while. All right.
2: That's, all right. That's good enough. Now, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. They don't have different grades of repair. You always get their best effort, their best price. Now, while they're not the cheapest guy in town, I want to tell you something. They are far for the most expensive guy in town because the most expensive guys in town are the ones that have bad, better business bureau records like D's and F's. I did a case not too long ago about a transmission shop that did work three times and never fixed the problem. Three times. Come to find out the problem was a wiring harness and was never the transmission. Yeah. So then the shop decided, or actually it was a fleet. The fleet sued the transmission shop and won. I imagine. So, so it was one of those, and it was one of those deals, and it was in Chandler. It was a transmission shop in Chandler. It has a terrible reputation. Um, but the idea is is that he took it in, and he took it apart for fourteen, and then the call was 3800 after it was all apart. I've and heard it, of that one before. And it never was the transmission. It was the harness to the transmission. So anyway, quality transmission is a good place. 90% of their business is repeat customers and customer referrals, and there's a reason for that: is is because they do a good job. Quality transmission is in Tempe. I'm a Clintock North of University in Tempe. Cecil, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark.
4: I've got a problem with a uh, re- repair on my uh, 98 Tacoma truck. Okay. I had uh, had it diagnosed as a uh, water pump problem, and I took it to get a second opinion, and uh, they told me it was a bad water pump also. So I took it to a third place because the guy was kind of uh, snotty. And uh, when I went to pick it up at the second place, like at my and they told me, it actually, the toilet has a seepage on the um, water pumps and built up a little crust on the side of it. And then my water pump was fine, and the hoses were fine. The second guy had told me the pump and the hoses both needed replaced at 660 bucks. it turns out when I went to pick up my truck at the third place that so the guy told me my told me my truck was in good shape. he was the same guy that was at the second place that told me my water pump was bad. it all. Uh, it's a chain from the East Valley. I'm not going to name the name because I know you don't like to do that. So
2: well, but what no, reports do I have? Wait a minute. You said it. the problem was diagnosed as the water pump. Why don't we start with the problem? What's the symptom? What are you trying to get fixed?
4: Nothing. I went I in to have an oil change, and the guy told me my water pumpers to look Look at this stuff.
2: I got it. I got it now. I got it now. I don't know that you have any recourse because if what you're being told is true, and what you're being told is is the weep hole at the water pump has some crust in it, and the crust is green like the coolant or orange like the coolant that you have in there, then that is an indication of an impending failure. So so I don't think you have recourse, and, and, and unless you paid for a diagnosis of a water pump diagnosis, and then they find that the water pump is pristine and the bearings are good and the weep hole is clean then you would be you would it would be appropriate for you to ask for a refund of your diagnostic yeah. money but the first shop was doing an oil change and they said oh by the way you got some crust on your water pump weep hole Then the second shop, you took it in and said, Would you look at the water pump? And he says, Yes, it's got some crust on the weep hole. Then the third shop says, Now you're okay. The water pump's okay and you don't need hoses. Kurt, what do you think? How many miles are on your Tacoma? Uh,
4: 110.
2: Has it ever had a water pump before? No. Okay, are you the original owner?
3: Yes.
2: Okay, what do you got? Hundred thousand
3: miles crust on the water pump. I would I would recommend a water pump if I'm seeing leakage there intermittently.
2: And I would too. I would and 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 I it you you can't tell us now. I don't want you to tell us now. But it's entirely possible that this was a recommendation. Hey, while I was looking at your car, I noticed you had some crust on the water pump. I'm going to bid a water pump for you. That in our industry that's called a recommendation. If if they said oh, you can't even drive this thing out of here. You're going to overheat, and then you're going to wipe out the motor, and you need to have it done right now. That's that's fraud. Right? That's, that's fraud. Theory. That's a, just an out-and-out out lie. But right. but if they just said, yes, this is what I saw, here's an estimate for the repair, the second guy goes, yes, I see what he sees, then Kurtz is, and he used the word recommendation. Uh, here Here's what you need to know. That water pump, is in the beginning stages of failure. Yep. It's not supposed to be leaking coolant <laughs> out of that weep hole. <laughs> Here's the deal. You have two bearings on the shaft. And I'm going to call one of them the front and one of them the back. Okay. The back bearing has a seal. And the, and the seal's job is is on one side of the seal, the right side of the seal, is coolant. And on the left side of the seal is the bearing. So its job is is to keep fluid away from that bearing. Well, that bear, that seal has failed now and in between the two bearings is this little weep hole Mm -hmm. so we've got coolant that's going past the seal through the bearing area and coming out of the weep hole and so i agree at this particular point what you need to do cecil is call these guys up and say to them how much do i write my check for and what have you got now the water pump labor lower hose upper hose the lower hose is going to be free because they're already disconnecting one end of it, so they shouldn't charge you labor to disconnect the other end of it. Mm-hmm. The upper hose is going to cost you $30, $40. The water pump, coolant, probably a radiator cap, yep. a good flush, yep. and you're home free. So that's what I would suggest you do, depending on which one you like the best. But the third guy didn't do you any favors, because he did the, the, did the third guy say you didn't need a water pump and he did not see what the other two said? Yeah, he said it was fine. The hoses were fine. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm going to disagree wholeheartedly with him at 100,000 miles. My personal, my, I won't let my wife or my mother or, or anybody I love go longer than 8 years or 80,000 miles on hoses. That's my personal limit. Okay. I share that with my customers, and I say to them, that's my personal limit. It doesn't have to be yours. I just get uncomfortable with 8-year-old hoses and 80,000 miles, which is three times around the earth. So in your case, you've been around the earth four times, plus your truck is 98 to 2016. We're talking 18 years old. Yeah. So for the guy to say that your hoses are fine that are 18 years old is something I don't agree with. No, me neither. Something okay. I don't agree with. All okay. right. Well, thank you for bringing me, that up. Let, Go let ahead. Let
3: me tell you this, though.
2: Okay.
4: The guy, the guy that gave me the third opinion about everything being fine, uh-huh. he's going to work at the other shop. Told me I needed the water pump and hoses. But he was over there at the other same company, but he just went to a different shop.
2: Okay. Well, if if he was involved in, on one hand, you need hoses and water pump, and on the other hand, you don't, doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about that particular guy?
4: Yeah. Okay, we're done.
2: We're done. All huh? right. You better hope he doesn't marry your daughter. Yeah. That's all. That's all. If you see him, and you see him, it's ch ch. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then you say, "Hey, uh, take a, take off." Anyway, thank you very much. See, yeah. so thinking of ch ch. Yeah. You know what that that noise
5: is? Oh chuk, yeah, that's a shotgun. Yeah, I got tell you a
2: funny story. Oh, we're gonna get Harry. Harry, good morning to you. How can I help you?
5: Good morning, Mark. Sounds like we got a lot of gray hair there. At
2: the- you know why we got a lot of gray hairs in this room, and if you you were here, we'd have even more. Oh, we I know,
5: we would. I, know. <laughs> I got a little more hair on my head <laughs> than Kurt does. Hey, be be nice, Harry. I know. <laughs> hey, I was wondering about your. Wait ruby. a minute! Wait
2: a minute! Do you have as many gray hairs in your nose as Kurt has? <laughs> huh?
5: Huh? No.
2: <laughs> okay. Thank you. Go ahead.
5: I was wondering about your ruby deal. Did that happen right around the first of the month, or?
2: Um, a, a, You know, Be- Betty Rose deal?
5: Uh, yeah, right, Rose. Yeah. I'm sorry. No,
2: it just happened this week. Oh, okay. I, I, was... I was up at the ranch all week long, and I came down on Thursday to do an inspection, and, and I had a funeral on Friday, and, and, and the, this thing was on my desk, and my daughter, I said to my daughter, you know, what, what, what's this Betty Rose brownies and stuff? And she says, I don't know. It was just delivered here for you.
3: Hey, Mark, I think I got it figured out.
2: Harry, are you part of this? Uh... Harry
0: had no, a Chevrolet. No, 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 Harry no. sold
3: his Chevrolet. <laughs> he did? He sold his Chevy. He sold his Duramax. I wish I had his it His code name is Betty Rose. I think oh, it's Harry. Oh,
0: Harry,
5: <laughs>
2: you are on my poop I'm, list I'm now, Big out Dog. Out now. <laughs>
5: yeah. And broke. you
2: know what's really bad is Kurt has your address oh, and I your do. phone number. I do.
5: <laughs> and i got to bring my car in here <laughs> in a couple of months.
2: Hey, you, you, you make it right. Just remember, Mrs. Salem, this is the letters. The note says... The Chevy is gone. Thank you, Betty Rose. Yeah. Ooh, Ouch. And Mrs. True. Salem, my wife said, is Chevy the name of her husband? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be her dog.
5: <laughs> okay, uh,
2: Harry, do you, after you bust our chops, is there anything else we yeah, can do for I, I you? Yeah, I was wondering.
5: I, I, I kind of was wondering. I bought some oil and stuff here a while back. Kurt changed it for me. Mm-hmm. But I noticed on, uh, I got it for my Honda, and it says it's for a Honda. Mm-hmm. And it's got kind of the green cap on it. It's zero twenty. 020. And the other oil I have for my other car is the 520, but it doesn't have the green. As I recall, there was something about, is that a recycled, uh, um, um, you know, synthetic oil, or how, what's the deal on the no. green cap
2: thing? do you know who makes that Honda yeah, oil? Yeah, Mobile One, yeah. No, no, they don't.
5: Oh, okay. Ken-
2: Kendall. Is it Kendall? Kendall just won, won the two-year contract yeah. for, um, for Honda and Motocraft both. The green cap
3: is just to be... Uh, that- earth-friendly
2: it that's Earth all it friendly, is earth-friendly friendly. yeah it's uh and and kurt gives um four if you bring in oil with green caps he'll do your oil change for free
5: <laughs> well i get a rebate then he did. <laughs>
2: yes you do you get a rebate then <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I don't know i gotta wait for a while because i know jeff and uh Kevin eric are going to be kind of uh irritated uh tied, tied up, him up.
2: yeah T- you know yeah. what it's okay me and Henri. you know do you know how to spell Henri? Uh, M A R K. No, that's close enough. <laughs> hey, hey, Harry, do you know how to spell honoree?
5: <laughs> My wife knows. <laughs> <way. All right.
2: laughs> My wife does. Ask her. Ask her. <laughs> I, I had to look this thing up the other day because I needed to write. On, I wanted to use the word honoree. Uh, it took me twenty minutes to figure out how this is. Uh, uh,
3: you are one and don't even know what you are.
2: I, I don't even know. Uh, All right, Harry. Okay, thank you, bye, buddy. All righty. Bye bye. All right, I was going to tell you, um, of the yeah. You okay, the gun noise. So my daughter's husband, who has a master's degree in special education, which fits my family perfectly. Yeah. He, um, he calls me and he says, c- can I, c- this is a year ago, two years ago. Can I come over and talk to you on Saturday morning? I said, sure. So he comes over and he sits down and he gives me the spiel. It, and I recognize that he's talking for, you know, he wants my daughter's hand in marriage. Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> I, I look at him and I go, just a minute. And I go into my back bedroom and I come out with a double barreled chrome shotgun. (laughs) And I set it on the table with the barrel pointing away from him. And I put my hands on this is a true story. I put my hands on the table and I get up right in his face and I say, Now give me that again. (laughs) And he stands up on the table, and he gets nose-to-nose nose with me, and he goes, I want to marry your daughter. <laughs> and I sat down, and I go, I like you. <laughs> so, so I say yes. And then I open the shotgun, and I say, look, if this was just for effect, it's empty. And my wife, is, Renee, is fit to be tied. So fast forward two years. Him and my daughter have a little girl named Josie. So he comes up to the ranch, and I take him over to this beautiful gun rack I have. And there's the double barrel. And he goes, Oh, I've seen that gun. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I have good news for you. I said, That gun now belongs to you. That's your gun. You'll need it. And I said what I said. Because you've got a daughter and you and he goes, you know, I gotta tell you something. I told my dad that, what, what had happened, I tell my friends, nobody believes me. He says, that's just an old wives' tale. And he goes, it really <laughs>
3: happened to me.
2: <laughs> but anyway, he's the most wonderful kid in the world. I actually like him a smidge better than I like my daughter sometimes. Yeah. I, uh, you know, he just uh, he's a heck of a good guy. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we're going to take more calls. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Mark Salem, Kurt Rock from Kurtz Automotive standing by to help you with your call.
6: You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive. And his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASC-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, that's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com.
2: Is your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable, and safe surface for parking, walking, playing, and even running. Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit Enviropaving.com. That's 1-800-919-5945 or click Enviropaving.com. Franchise is now available in the Phoenix
6: are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk how would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses join dan bethel for the safe money radio show sundays at 8 a.m you can also call dan now for your free customized safe information money kit and 115 page safe money book at 877-517-2346 that's 877-517-2346
7: Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Do you want to share with everybody what you just said to me? Well,
3: I just, I got here this morning and you told me about this Betty Rose and how you're in trouble with your wife. Yeah. And I was not in trouble with my wife until the break. I just got a text. Yeah. And, uh.
2: You're in it trouble just, with your wife I'm, now? Yeah, so
3: I'm, I'm not happy that I come down here in good shape and I'm leaving in trouble. Thanks.
2: You know, you don't know how to spell Henri. That's the <laughs> problem. <laughs> if you knew how to spell Henri, you'd know what it meant, <laughs> and, and then you'd be, you'd be in trouble. That's all there is to it. All righty, let me tell you about Larry Harker's Auto Repair. Larry Harker's Auto Repair at 38th Avenue in Indian School is pretty special because if you take a circle, about a four-mile circle all the way around him, there isn't anybody that's been able to qualify to be on our shop list, best car repair shop list. Larry Harker's has been in business since 1968. Bob and Ellen run it. Ellen runs the front, Bob runs the back, and there's no finer diagnostician than Bob. In fact, many of the auto repair shops in the general area actually send their very tough cars to Larry Harker's Auto, and Larry will diagnose it for them. Larry's Harker's Auto staff will diagnose it for him, and then they'll go back and fix it. You see, there's a problem with that relationship because if the shop doesn't know what they're doing, then the second shop makes a fix that doesn't fix the problem. There's usually some dissension between the two shops. Well, I'm happy to tell you that there is no dissension. Larry Harker's Auto is good at diagnostician. So if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue in Indian School, let me tell you, the very best shop within about a five-mile radius is Larry Harker's Auto Repair. Talk to Ellen at the front counter. Let's go to the phones and talk to Ray. Ray, good morning to you. How can I help you?
8: yeah good morning mark I've got a uh, ninety nine Dodge diesel okay and uh the problem is i I have to drive it about forty miles for it to do this, but it acts almost like I hit a uh two before in the road, but just with one tire it's just a real quick bump and and then it'll go two or three miles and then it'll do it one more time again and it's just real quick um okay. can you, and, you
2: tell if it's a front or a back
8: um you know I can't tell. And uh, I, I had had the transmission replaced, and so I thought it was transmission-related. Well, then my son was driving it one day, and it got real bad. And I had him put the truck in neutral, um, or actually in park, sitting in a parking lot, and had him rev the motor, and it was still doing it, just sitting there, you know, in park. So I think it's fuel-related, but I checked the fuel pressure, and the fuel pressure's fine.
2: Okay, so it's a heavy-duty buck. it's a— yeah. It's like somebody quickly turns the key on and off. Correct. Okay. Wow. That's the VP44
3: pump. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's got that lift pump on the side mm-hmm. that was prone to failure. I'm wondering what comes to mind. I'm wondering if he's got a lift pump starting to act up.
2: Well, all right, let's let's explore that a minute on 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 this particular problem rate if when what mile per hour does it typically happen?
8: Uh usually, you know, between 60 and 65.
2: Does it get worse if you go 75?
8: No, it doesn't seem to get worse.
2: Because if it was a lift pump, yeah. wouldn't it be a demand situation?
3: Unless it was, yeah, you would think so. I was thinking yeah. if it had a bad armature and it was failing and then the it was
2: going through intermittent starving for fuel. And you still could be right. You yeah. still could be right. But um, oh, can you make this happen? No,
8: I can't. That's the problem. You know, sometimes I, you know, I'll drive 30 miles and it'll do it. Sometimes it takes 40 miles before it'll do it the first time. And then it might go three or four or five or six miles before it does it again.
2: And that, that motor doesn't have a crank sensor on it or anything like that, that we've got a total breakdown of, of the uh, engine revolutions, or does it? Boy, that's
3: that's the VP44. That's uh, 99, so he's... Uh... Uh, I think there is an electronic sensor on that mark, but it it'd is, have
2: to know where number one yeah, is at. Yeah. It's going to have to know where number one is at.
3: It's it's probably going to be something in electric. It, it should set. There might be a code in there if he yeah. if he get it checked.
2: Yeah. What what part of town do you live in?
8: I'm in Buckeye, far west, uh, 205th Avenue and
2: I-10. All right. I don't have anybody out there, but I th- I think what I would send you to is I would send you to David over at Southwest, Southwest Diesel. Yeah. Okay. David's got gray hair. He's been around a long time. I think you, you're describing it, if you describe it like we talked about, that it's like somebody turns the key off real quick and turns it back on. Um, and if you, you talk to him about when it happens, hot or cold, usually after 20 or 30 miles, it does it once, maybe it does it again, but it's a pretty violent on and off, you know, engine off, engine on situation. Watch right. for smoke. That will help him. if When it happens, look at the tailpipe side of the rearview mirror. If it comes out to passenger side, look at that rearview mirror, and when it comes back on, is there a bunch of black, or is it gray smoke, or what is it?
8: Okay, I have not noticed, but I haven't looked.
2: Okay, but I think you're best served by talking to David over at Southwest Diesel. Okay. And Southwest Diesel, I'll tell you right now, um, let me find his paperwork here, 27th Avenue and McDowell. So I'm not sending you clear to the East Valley, but 27th and McDowell, David at Southwest Diesel is probably your best guy. And 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 Kurt said the name even before I did. Both of us do business with them. Absolutely. And okay. uh, and and they have the ability to rebuild the pumps and injectors, and they are without a doubt the best Dodge diesel repair shop I know.
9: Okay. Perfect. Okay. All right. Thanks Thank you very you. much.
2: You betcha, Jim. You're up next. How can I help you?
9: You know. Mark, uh, my son is buying a 2016 Dodge Ram, the 5.7 Hemi, four by four, and I'm wondering, uh, have you heard anything that he may be uh, having to look for trouble-wise? I mean,
2: no, that's um, I'm, both of us are shaking our head no. That that's a pretty bulletproof truck. I mean curtain i could make a mess of that truck oh easy and and so so could your son but if it's driven (laughs) if it's driven you know as if he has a hot cup of coffee between his legs um or on the dashboard or if it's driven with as with the temperament that his mother is sitting in the passenger seat with a baseball bat then he'll be just fine but um i have converted I am a convert from uh, General Motors. All my life, I drive a Dodge truck, a 2012, and I I don't think I'm ever going to go back. I don't. I there is nothing about that Dodge. Mine's a diesel, but there's nothing that I don't like about the truck. Yeah. So, and Kurt, um, in the parking lot right out in front of the shop, Kurt's diesels there. Dodge, my son-in-law's diesels there. They're over at the car wash, and my diesels there. But that Hemi motor is a good motor. It's a long-life motor. And the only time that engine's going to fail is if he runs it low on oil or he overheats it.
9: Okay. One other question. Uh, it's got Goodyear tires on it. Would it be too much for me to, or for him to ask the dealer to uh, switch them out to
2: Michelin or something else? That happens every day, and there is no problem with asking that whatsoever. And if they want the deal, they're going to switch them out. Okay. And I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I I agree with you that that if he walks around and and he sees, you know, that truck that he likes, the color, the interior, it's four-door, it's two-door, it's extended cab, it's whatever he wants. And it's got Goodyear tires on it, but the one over here that he doesn't want has Michelins, and they're both the 1500, and they're both the Hemi, then he says, can we switch those tires? Um, I I think that's that's a request that he's likely to get them to do. Yep.
1: Okay. Very good. Thank you
2: very much. You betcha. We'll be back right after this.
10: This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer You'll be.
7: If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Experience the miracle of Krill Omega 50+. plus. Call now for your free bottle. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school.
0: Summer isn't fun when you're hungry.
7: If only I had a big test today. Or a book report to give. Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework.
0: If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer.
7: I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk grill clean.
0: So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun.
7: I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. I wish
11: I was in school. I wish I was in
0: school. School might end, but free lunches don't have to. Find your local Feeding America food bank for help. Together, we're Feeding America.
7: Contact St. Mary's Food Bank Alliance at 602-242-FOOD. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. All
10: about that and all the more. Old-
6: May monster with the polygraph
2: wheels. That's right. Mark Salem and Kurt Rock from Kurt's Automotive, I-17 and Bell. He's my sidekick, my co-pilot for this show. But we want to talk real quick about somebody else. We want to talk about Thompson's Auto Repair. First hour we talked about Thompson's because I had a really nice attaboy. But what's nice about Thompson's in Mesa is it's the only shop in Mesa that I put my name next to and say, I promise he's honest, he's dependable, he'll do good work. I promise you Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa is a good shop and I know everything about Brian and his wife Thelma. I know they're good people, they're honest and they don't put up with any shenanigans from their technicians and there's no such thing as selling you, trying to sell you something you don't need. That's not going to happen. They're located on Main Street, just east of Stapley. They have towing availability. They're honest and dependable. They have great technicians. And like Kurt, many times I've sent business to them, and customers will call me back and say they were successful in finding and identifying and fixing the problem. So that's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street, just east of Stapley. All right, let's go to Dick. Dick, good morning to you. What's up?
9: Uh, Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Uh, I was calling about an 09 Toyota Avalon. Had about 25,000 mile on it. Okay. I had some front end work done on that, and uh, after they completed the job, it was fine. But then my well, the transmission wasn't shifting properly. Took it back, and they, they found that the intake boot was coming off, and reinstalled that. Then it was, it was driving driving good. But then on startups in the mornings, that thing just kicks in and races, races like heck. Okay. And I called the shop, and they said, well, that's normal. You know, if my check engine light is not coming on, then that's normal for that car. But it wasn't doing that prior to having this work done.
2: Okay. Well, I got a couple of thoughts. Um you said this was an 09, which means it's seven years old, and it has 25,000 miles, and you're already doing front end work on it?
9: Uh, Don't know. front end work. I had rear end work done on it too. Wow.
2: And so, what what they're saying is is that um, that the first time they did the intake boot, that there's an air hose that feeds the air to the engine, and if that comes loose, then it causes problems, and so they fixed that. Um, an unmetered air leak will cause a fast idle when it shouldn't. And so that boot can be torn, that boot can be damaged, that boot, I mean, it is seven years old, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then again, we've had some cold weather here recently, and it it is, it is a fact that when the temperature's cold, that the engine knows that, and when it starts the motor up, it will kick the idle up, and it'll look at the chart, and it'll say, well, if it's you know, 48 degrees, I want you to be at 900, and if it's 38 degrees, I want you to be at 1100 RPM, and if it's 30 degrees, I want you to be at 1200 RPM. I mean, there is a chart inside your computer that's, that tells the computer where to put the idle. The computer has the faucet for the idle, so if it goes too high, the computer just shuts the faucet off a little bit, or if it wants more idle, it'll open the faucet up a little bit. So I kind of agree with them that, that this might be something you wait on. Let's see if it's going to happen on a regular basis.
9: Uh, if it... it does happen on a regular basis. Okay. And uh, we've had the car through the winters, you know. Before. Before, yes. And we never had that. I mean, on okay. startup, that baby could hardly even hear the engine running. Okay. You know. And uh...
2: go
3: ahead, Kurt. You know what I was thinking, Mark, is he said he had that boot off, so that when they were doing some work, they might have had it loose or something. What happens if we got uh, he says twenty five thousand in seven years, so it 's a whole lot of short runs right, probably right What happens if he 's got dirty throttle plates or a piece of debris got in when that boot was off, and we got just a little catch in that throttle and it 's not giving good accurate readings
2: absolutely you bring up a great point, you bring up a great point. It could be something as simple as as a uh, as a dirty thrott- dirty throttle blades because mm-hmm. you 're right the mileage is very unusual for seven seven years old. It could be unmetered air, yep. that boot could be split, yep. and we've got air that's coming into the engine that the engine doesn't yep. know about. And and see, see, Dick, when we, to idle your air up, to idle your engine up, we're going to add air to the engine. Everybody thinks we open up the fuel valve. That's not true. Mm-hmm. If your car idles at 700 RPM and we want to go to 900, we're just going to open up the air valve, and it's called the idle air control valve. So unmetered air going into the engine can cause this. I think it's worth another try that you go back to them and just tell them, I have a problem that I didn't have before, and my problem is very specific. In the morning cold, it races. This could also be a bad coolant sensor. Mm-hmm. This could also be a bad air control, idle air control motor. It could be dirty throttle blades, or it could be a, a, a damaged boot. Yeah, And it could be any one of those. And if they can't fix it, or if they're going to start guessing with your money, I think you need to get the heck out of there and find another shop. That's yeah. what I think.
9: Well, the only problem with that is I did buy it. Second hand from a dealer, and I did get the extended warranty.
2: Okay. Well, it, 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 that that's all. That's 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 no problem. The extended warranty can be handled by anybody that wants to.
9: Well, they, according to my literature on my paper, that uh, I have to take it to the dealer where I bought it from.
2: That's very unusual. That that'd be the very first time I ever saw saw a contract that said that because that that also. I mean, I've never seen that ever before. Um, Not too long ago, BMW was fined millions and millions of dollars by telling people that on the Mini Cooper that they sell that they have to have their oil changes done at the dealership. And the government said, no, we're not going to let you do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a lawyer, but I'm pretty sure that that's a violation of the law by, by trying to control free enterprise. But I'm not a lawyer, and I could be very wrong. And I'll tell you what, if I'm wrong, somebody will call in and tell me I'm wrong. So, well, I
9: have it through Landcar Car Agency, if you're familiar with
2: that. Uh, no, not okay. really. But, okay. but then again, I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't know the name. Staff would know the name, but yeah. I don't. So, mm-hmm. Well, good luck to you, Dick. Thank you very much, buddy. Thank you. And we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll take your call, 602 The lines are wide open, and there's five
10: of them. We'll be right back. Hello. I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe.
6: You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASE-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. Thunderbirdautomotive.com.
7: This is Andy Stankowitz, head coach of Grand Canyon University, inviting you to join the voice of the Lopes, Michael Potter, for another exciting season of Lopes Baseball.
11: That's right, Andy, and your Lopes are fresh off a three-game road sweep of Bakersfield and back at Brazos hosting New Mexico State this weekend. The Aggies are 5-1 in conference play, and GCU is right on their heels at 4-2. So join me for this important WAC series on Friday and Saturday night at 645 with the series finale Sunday at 1145. The Lopes and the Aggies this weekend on our sister station, Family Values Radio 1010. You won't want to miss a moment of the action. Go Lopes.
9: This is Attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, returning guest Ted Bellman of Israel Pundit will explain Obama's formative years and his embrace of the Muslim Brotherhood. In these troubled times, this will be a show not to miss, so please spread the word. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot.
2: Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem, Kurt Rock sitting here. Real quick, let me tell you about Action Auto Repair. Just up the street from you. Tom's about, a good guy. About three three miles away is I-17 in Deer Valley is Action Auto Repair. He's on the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. Like, cr- cr- uh, like Kurt just said, <laughs> and they, these guys are competitors, but also best of friends. Tom's a good guy. Yeah. He's as honest as the day is long. He works on BMWs. Um, he's a he's a heck of a fisherman. I mean, you can talk fish with Tom 24/7 if you, if you yeah. if you if you stuck around long enough. But Action Auto Repair is a full-service, family-owned op- auto repair shop that served the Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area for, since 1983. Whatever your repairs are needed whether it's maintenance work or a diagnostician or if you need an oil leak fixed whatever action auto repair i-17 in deer valley northwest corner is a great place to go let's go to the phones jeff good morning good morning mark jeff um we just kind of want to know kurt i'm talking for kurt now what the heck is going on down there do you guys making him any money or anything
3: you know just a few minutes ago i saw eric walk around with a snickers bar in his hand
2: Snickers bar. Yeah,
3: I yeah. wonder about the coffee and donuts. Are they still there or are they uh, gone?
1: Well, we got, we got a fresh pot of coffee. The donuts are about gone, though.
2: <laughs> okay. Now, do you explain the one-wire willy to me? <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that mean?
1: You know, we've got some of our guys on here who can multitask. Uh-huh. Some guys, if you give them more than one thing at a time, yeah. game over.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. That's a great explanation. That. And you know what? If you're a one-wire Willie because you can only do one thing at a time, I'm huh. with you. <laughs> I, I, I can't stand it when I'm sitting there thinking about something and somebody comes over and interrupts me. I mean, it just sets me back fifteen paces. Yeah. So, uh, I, I oh, well, let's let's talk let's talk about Eric. Okay, um, let's is, do it. Has Eric made any money today?
0: You know what?
2: Has he diagnosed anything? You, you
8: know, I think maybe one or two things.
2: Okay. All right. We'll let well,
8: him off the hook a little bit. Yeah, right. but I'm gonna disagree with you on your last
2: thing. Hey, what, what where'd he come from?
3: <laughs>
8: <laughs> we got him right here. Oh. Hey, I'm gonna disagree with you on your last thing. If okay. you've got unmetered air between a throttle body and a mass air, you're never gonna hide or high.
0: Oh,
2: well you, and you're exactly right. Um and, and, and after I hung up I said to myself, I should have identified where the mass airflow sensor's at. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Is that the right answer? Yeah. Because if it's if it's before the mass airflow sensor, it's going to pick it up. But if it's after the mass airflow sensor, it won't. So you're you're exactly right. I did think of that, but you're you better than I am because the position of the mass airflow would have made a difference on that uh, on that answer. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Hey, but and, and that... it's
8: me. They call one wire.
2: Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Which one of you is, is fart pipe? <laughs> actually they're both there oh yeah yeah okay well a- and we should explain to everybody who di- who wasn't in on the joke uh a, a fart pipe is a- an exhaust system on those little bitty hondas that makes them sound like they're really big and bad like they're when- passing a lot of gas yeah while they're passing a lot of gas they're popping and making all oh, kinds yeah. of noise yeah all right well you guys go back to work and uh, call us with the daily receipts and kurt will tell you whether he's coming back or not yeah <laughs> all right
3: sounds all right. good
2: we'll hey. see him soon i'm sure okay guys thanks a lot les you're up next how can we help you
8: yeah, um, I've got a '73 Ranchero that I'm trying to fit back on the road. I'm having trouble getting fuel in it. Okay. Some stations, it shuts off, shuts off, shuts off, no matter. You know, even though I know it's not full. And other stations, when again, it'll just, it won't shut off until it's flowing out the nozzle. Okay. And I don't. I don't is there? A, can you upgrade that to like a newer fuel inlet or something?
2: I'm thinking that you are probably
3: got a vent problem. Yeah, it's got to be a plugged vent. I don't think. Was that a canister on a 73? I don't think so. Yes, it does have a canister.
2: Oh, well, then that's.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're going to need somebody to just do an analysis. on the uh, And and the question, you asked the question, why does it do it sometimes and not others? That's a question that we're not going to fit into our head. Because when we fix it, we'll have the answer to that question. But that's one of those questions that's going to be answered after we fix it. Oh, but, so but, you're, but you're thinking this is part of
1: the emissions?
2: Yeah, we're thinking that the, it's if it's you've got a canister, then we're going to vent that tank, and we're okay. going to suck the fumes off the top of that tank forward and then run them to the, the intake again. So we're thinking something's acting up within the emission system, and sometimes that tank is, is vented and sometimes it's not. And it could uh-huh. be a switch, it could be a vacuum line, it could be all kinds of things. But there's a lot of gray-haired guys that can fix that for you. Okay. All right. Or help Uh, you fix that, but it's gonna involve an analysis of what you have now, and if every the first part of that is determine that you have a canister, determine where it's triggered from, make sure all the hoses go where they're supposed to go. That's the first part of working on a '73 car. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. You bet you. good luck Mm -hmm. to you, Tom. You're up next. How can I help you?
1: Morning, morning. All this time, I thought I was one wire, (laughs) Willie.
2: That's great. You can be. We'll we'll let you join the club.
1: Uh, we we can share that. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the question uh, front end alignment. Uh huh. I see some of the uh, the bigger automotive places, electronic equipment, and I see a lot of people with uh I would call it old school, where they measure things, bring out a level. What's your opinion on those? Is it, is it worth the extra money?
3: My opinion is probably similar to Mark's. My opinion is that you want somebody that knows what they're doing and the equipment is secondary.
2: I want to tell you something. Um, I, I'm going to tell you a story that tells you everything. I don't have anything good to say about what you just said. Not you, Kurt. Um, oh, Jess, Or Tom, Tom. I'm not berating you. Don't misunderstand me. I'm sending oh. you a message. I don't have anything to good comments about what you just asked me to comment on. I was, I was at a guy's looking at an El Camino the other day, a 67 El Camino. And the guy wants $18,000. bucks. it has got an old car value on it at about $13,000. Uh-huh. So he's telling me, this is what he says to me. Oh, I took this over to this old-time guy, and he just put me on the gnat's butt. And he puts his two fingers, his two index fingers together like this. And he goes, mm. and he just put everything right there. And I just, I just wanted to get the hell out of there so fast. <laughs> because here's the deal. Every alignment specification has a window. And the needle can sway back and forth in the window. Does that make sense to you? A good alignment guy understands it's going to pull to the positive camber number and to the negative caster number. We know that. So we're going to say to you, hey, are you driving city streets that are crowned to the right so the rainwater goes to the right? Or are you on highways that are a lot flatter? And we're going to set the alignment up for the kind of driving you do. Now, if you're on the highway, I'm going to give you a little bit of drift to the right on a highway because I want you going off the right of the road when you fall asleep and not go on to oncoming traffic. Does that make any difference to you? Yeah. yeah. Okay? And so if you're on a crowned road, I'm going to give you a little bit of the left pull because that way you're going to hug the crown and the car's going to go straight down the road on camelback. Those people that are going back to levels and strings, if you want somebody to do brain surgery with a cutting torch, go right ahead. Yeah. Okay, but the equipment we have today is so... Su- so sophisticated, and I almost said a bad word there, but I didn't mean to. Yeah. So we, sophisticated that there is no reason. Here's what I do disagree with is those stupid pads they put on the floor where they drive through and tell you your alignment's out. Yeah, that don't. Every car has a different alignment specification, there, and the book on it is as thick as the Bible. And so you're telling me you can run 100% of the cars through, and that machine's going to know what kind of car that is, and it's going to know when the, when the alignment's out? That's BS cut and dried. So if you want somebody, what's your alignment? How much are you charge on two wheel alignment? Two wheel alignment's about sixty-five bucks. And what's a four wheel alignment? You're going to be ninety-five or so. And so is everybody else yeah. in the world. So if you want somebody to do a good job, find a gray-haired guy that's got an alignment machine, or a couple of bucks like Jeff and and uh, <laughs> and Eric over at your shop, <laughs> and Eddie over at my shop. Yeah,
3: but Jeff, Eric, and Eddie. Uh-huh. You were just telling me about Eddie, and he's playing soccer and being carried off fields it is them guys ain't as young as they used to be i know
2: but i know but but sometimes they want the younger guys and so we're going to feed them the younger guys that we've mentored but anyway that's that's the answer tom you're better off like getting somebody with some some nice equipment
1: all right i'll sure do it
2: one one wire willie out yeah thank you very much for that thank you very much don you're up next how can i help you
1: oh my god what did i step into here you
2: you know what there's nothing that's off limits right now buddy you just let her rip
1: I'm not bringing my tow truck down there. That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> aye aye, aye. <laughs> I
2: uh, haven't heard aye, aye aye in a long time.
1: Oh man. Well, oh, how is Renee and you doing?
2: How is Renee? <laughs> yeah,
1: your your girlfriend Renee. You know. You know.
2: I I, I you. Did you hear the first part of the show?
1: Uh, negative. I was out washing my beautiful Buick.
2: All right. Um. I, I show up to work on Friday. And there's some beautiful brownies, refrigerated brownies on my desk. And here's the card. Now, pay attention to this. It says, The Chevy is gone, period. Thank you, period. Betty Rose. And my wife walks in and she says, Is her husband's name Chevy? (laughs) 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 So, again, the Chevy is gone. Thank you, Betty Rose. I say, honey, and I do the old <laughs> eye roll, and, and, and she's standing there with her hands on her hips. We've been married 43 years. Yes, and I, I said, you're the only love of my life on Thursdays. You know that. <laughs> so anyway, I'm in trouble anyway, and Kurt's, I'm doing my best to get him in trouble. And uh, so do you want us yeah, to help you with your sex life?
1: You're, no, you're staying in trouble with that woman, but she's your best friend, too. Oh,
2: minimum, she, so. she is. She is. She is. Uh,
1: last year, I bought a Buick from our buddy Ken. Okay. At the Buick store, and they did brakes on it at forty four thousand okay okay now I've got a pulsating when I do a heavy brake, and I'm going, okay, do I need to replace the rotors, or should I check it?" And I've got a howling noise when my wife drives it on the right rear. okay Any suggestions?
2: Well, I, I think we'd be checking that right rear for the noise for sure, yeah. and maybe even move, swap, cross-rotate the rear tires to see if the howl goes to the left rear, which means it's a tire long before you start doing the brakes. But, but on your Buick, if you don't keep those rear, bra- is it rear drum or rear disc? It's rear disc. Okay. Sometimes those rear discs will fall out of adjustment, which puts all the f- braking pressure on the fronts which overheats the fronts, which causes the rotors yeah, to work. Yeah, because
1: my, my, left has got, my left front has got a lot of uh, black, like it's overtaking the front.
2: Okay. And look at the pads. If the inner pad is significantly worn more than the outer pad, then the caliper's hanging up. Right. And then if the outer pad's wearing more than the inner pad, then the, the, the hardware has not been cleaned and it's not sliding as well as it should. So, so you can read the pads and especially that one that shows black that one there is the, that's the area we need to work on because yeah, that's the good. one that's getting hot and and did you put a hardware kit when you did the front brakes
1: I don't know they did it at Coulter Okay Oh, I shouldn't have mentioned
2: that, did I? Well, it's okay. Coulter's been around <laughs> a long time. I, I respect those guys. Um, I think I, if they did it there, then I would take it back to them and just say, I've got a heat problem on this side. Uh,
1: Twelve month, 12,000.
2: Oh, okay. Well, if I were you, I'd just look at the pads on that left front, and I think the pads will tell you all you need to know. You either need a caliper or a hardware kit and probably yeah. a new set of front pads.
1: I wanted the doctor's uh, specifications on this. Kurtz, do I you agree?
3: Yeah, I, I agree I that's gonna tell him everything. More than likely if they've if you've done forty four thousand miles and turn them rotors and then you Yeah. The turn rotors are gonna be a little thinner so they're gonna have a tendency right. to warp a little quicker.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's that's what we say. But thanks very much, Don. Thank you, buddy. All right, Phil, good morning to you. How can we help you?
1: Good morning. Is auto is hot and you're right, Tom's good at action auto. He's off fishing.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, today he is. He yeah. rubs well, that I in I know
1: he's been for the last couple of weeks, because I had him check out a 2006 Acura, which I purchased, and it got real good uh, reviews by them. And uh, the only thing is that that says you have to burn ethyl, but I've been burning regular, and it just seems to do fine.
2: I, I wanna tell you something. I I have uh, just about every car I own says it's supposed yeah, to burn premium and I burn that. regular all the time.
1: Right. Okay. So. And the second thing is is auto's one on one of your recommended lists as far as buying parts.
2: Thank you very much for calling, Phil. <laughs> God bless you. Oh, okay. And uh we're gonna move on right now. Thank you very much. Uh okay. it's uh, it's about two and a half minutes before the end of the hour. And uh-huh. uh is and, there and, any
1: place you recommend?
2: For parts? Yeah. Um, I think you can buy parts anywhere as long as you get a name brand. I just don't think you should go to a place that um, is presenting themselves as being God's gift to auto repair. And and they're going to tell you when you buy a set of pads from their desk, they're going to tell you all the other stuff that you need to do this right and when you leave there, you're going to leave there with seven different items and a bill that's three times as much I would have charged at the very beginning because some little whippersnapper with a, with fuzz on his chin. Easy, Mark. Uh, you're, you're, <sighs> your blood pressure, and, Mark. And, 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 and he's telling you how to fix your car from inside the counter and your car's at home. I object to that. So I, I, it's a sales presentation. It's marketing. You know, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. But they deteriorate the trust created by shops because they make it look like that they can diagnose your car from inside that store. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that just winds up my underwear something fierce. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to call Jeff and Eric and see what they think about (laughs) that. (laughs) Anyway, Kurt at Kurt's Auto, Mark Salem, every Saturday here from 10 to 12. Thank you for spending your Saturday with me. And Eric and uh, Jeff, thanks for letting us tease you. And everybody else, if we offended you this show, I'm truly sorry. Please don't call the boss